Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here. Uh, a special broadcast because we, uh, I say we, Jason Leopard from PopularCruising.com, also Mike from CruiseCurrents.com and myself are aboard Royal Caribbean's Anthem of the Seas, a quantum class ship that is now homeported year-round here in Bayonne, New Jersey. Uh, Cape Liberty, Bayonne, New York City area, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the ship is fairly new. It started service in the spring over in Southampton in Europe and made a journey over to the U.S. where it is right now. Uh, some quick facts about Anthem of the Seas. It's 168,000 tons, uh, over 1,100 feet long. It goes 22 knots, so that's pretty fast for a ship this size. Holds 4,180 guests. Uh, four bow thrusters goes down 28 feet below the water, so the draft is 28 feet, uh, and 1,600 crew uh, staterooms, a lot of staterooms, over 2,000 staterooms, so uh, before we go any further, Jason, welcome to the show, man. Hey, glad to be here. Mike? Thanks for having me again. Yeah, absolutely. Last year, we were uh, actually taping the show down in a, we call it a pod down on deck four or five, but it's kind of a little loud down there, so we came to my stateroom to do it uh, this go around, but guys, let's talk about embarkation, because... I have to say, I thought Terminal 18 was really fast in Fort Lauderdale, uh, where curb to the ship in less than 15 minutes. But they seem to have this a little more streamlined. Yeah, definitely. The fact that you have everything done basically online ahead of time, even your security photo, just streamlines everything. You go to the port. There's a people there like just you know, standing around. You just have uh, your paperwork in hand. They scan it, and then they stamp it, make sure everything's good to go. You're through security, and on board, I was on board in like five minutes. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Same here, which is really weird because I got off the bus coming from – I flew in from uh, Jacksonville to Newark, and uh, I give the guy my set sail pass that I printed out at the house, which also I uploaded my own photo. So that's pretty cool too. So there's no photo taking here uh, once you get to the pier. He scanned the set sail pass. He scanned my passport. He did a stamp and said, go on the ship. I was like, wow, we go through security and we were on the ship. What did you think, Mike? Because you're down in Fort Lauderdale and you've used Terminal 18 quite a few times. What did you think about the speed? Here's my embarkation story. For people like me who forget to print off their set sail oh, pass. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it, even even forgetting to do that, embarkation was still really smooth. They have a really easy process for those of you like me who will do that. But like once again, you walk off the bus and... Out, even outside, there's like 18 people there with iPads ready to check you in. There's no, you're not waiting in line. You're on board in like five minutes. It's really impressive. Let's talk about getting on board because the first impressions of the ship, we boarded on like what, deck four or five, wasn't it? It was one of those decks. So you didn't really get, uh, you didn't come into like this big extravagant, the promenade or esplanade, whatever they call it now. But you, uh, once you turn the corner, it's pretty amazing that you're actually inside a ship. Yeah, I didn't have a chance to sail in Quantum of the Seas before this. So mm -hmm. this is my first Quantum class taste. And I have to say, it really feels really refined. It's like a Royal Caribbean 2.0 for me. Just they've done a great job. Just, you know, they don't have the Royal, like you said, the promenade like you have on the other ships. They have the esplanade in here. Um, but it's just a refined version of everything. Kind of more like a, a celebrity-esque, I would say, mm -hmm. Royal Caribbean. And it's just really nice. 
Yeah, my thinking on that was uh, with the Esplanade and that the ship feels intimate and cozy. Not in a way like it's not it's not packed, but it, you feel like it's almost like you're walking to your living room. Like mm-hmm. all these areas are just so well designed, and I was really impressed. Like you said, turning that corner and seeing a little Esplanade there, it's really an impressive way to board the ship. As we get on the ship, make our way to the staterooms. Um, we all had the same stateroom, which was a balcony stateroom on this sailing. In fact, there we go, Superior Ocean View stateroom with veranda, so AKA balcony stateroom we had. But I. I was very impressed with, one, the size. Two, I'm a technology geek, and as we're recording this, my iPhone is plugged in to the USB charger, which is in the vanity here. I like that. Two USB chargers here. But there's so much more to this room that just really makes it stand out. Like, What did you think of the room? I think the veranda is just massive for a ship of the size, yeah. actually, because, I mean, comparable ones we've been on, I, I have to say Norwegian, honestly, it's much smaller than this. Mm-hmm. So it was impressive to have that for sure. It's going to sound stupid. I like the bathroom. I don't know why. I'm past cruise ships, you walk into like a bathroom and a stateroom, and it seems so clinical in a way. Like I said, it's like something you'd find in your home. It's like there's like nice little tiles. It's, it's very well laid out, too. You like the bar where you can shave your legs, too, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> dining on this ship. Dynamic dining. Classic dining. 18 dining venues. It's, uh, it's unreal. So many choices. I mean, I, I took the dynamic dining uh, immersion session today, mm-hmm. and uh, the culinary uh, director of Royal Caribbean actually took us around and just showed us the concept. And yeah, just the fact that there's so many choices. Um, it, it's unlike regular traditional dining, although they do offer that, and we'll talk about that. But just variety, you know, Asian, Italian, you know, uh, sushi, you name it, it's on here. Even Royal, uh, Royal Caribbean's traditional um, uh, Johnny Rockets, that's still a choice, which is great. I do like the fact that and you were saying traditional as they call that classic dining on here, where if you want to have the same server every night, you could actually have sign up for the classic dining. Uh, you should probably do this in advance. They do take on- online reservations to make your dining booking easier. And so I guess he was saying things do fill up, as he was saying earlier in the press conference today. But 18 venues, we actually had a chance today to go to all 18 venues and eat and kind of drink our way through there, or at least I did. As we made our way through the ship, Mike, what was one of your favorite places? I have to go back to Chops. Oh, actually, no, not Chops. Chops Grill was amazing, but just because the quality of the food. My favorite thing, though, was in uh, Wonderland. It was an it was like an olive kind of balloon, and as soon yeah. as it like hit your teeth, it actually like exploded in your mouth, and like you got this crazy olive sensation. So I was really impressed with that because it's such a unique uh, experience. Yeah, Wonderland is one of the specialty uh, restaurants on Anthem of the Season. It's a $49 per person surcharge. But uh, one thing about uh, Wonderland, too, which was cool, is that you can paint the menu to life. So everybody gets their own menu around a table. And you have a paintbrush, and you have the menu, and a little thing of water, and you're painting the menu, and it's coming to life, which is uh, really, really cool. Yeah, and I think some people are going to be maybe, maybe turned off initially with that $49 surcharge, but you're not paying just for a dinner. You're paying for an experience, and I think it's about an hour and a half dining experience, and it's a whole it's a whole thing. You're not just sitting there just eating a, you know, a piece of beef. You're going through this whole like little show, and it's it's really – I think it's a good – I think it's a really cool experience. Yeah, she mentioned to us like over like 130 ingredients for all the meals cooked and over 30 or 40 options in the restaurant, so that's, that's kind of cool. Uh, what about you, Jason? I would say the cafe at 270 actually yeah. is really unique for a more casual option. One, that's just an amazing space to begin with. So the fact that you can actually go there and enjoy food while you're there, it's just a great use of the space throughout the day. I love it. That, and that's complimentary throughout the cruise, which is which is nice. And you get a great view. Um, you can actually dine in the 270 entertainment venue, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But uh, that's a really cool venue. I think for me, uh, Chops, 
another it's a specialty venue as well and there's of course there's a lot of restaurants on here that are surcharge free as well before we get to entertainment got to take a quick little break you're listening to cruise radio a big question we get at cruise radio is how do i know if i need trip insurance Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. One part of the shit that we really are going to focus on in depth is entertainment because not only is this probably the smartest ship at sea, but this is probably a ship that uh, probably outdoes every single cruise ship in the world as far as entertainment. And I'm not just saying that. There is so much to do on here. I mean, they have the you know they have the comedy club, the We Will Rock You stage show, but they have indoor skydiving, the North Star Pod that takes you 303 feet above sea level, uh, the Cplex, which has bumper cars, trapeze lessons. Uh, you can do roller skating in there. Uh, all that is free as well. Actually, I'm not sure about the trapeze lessons, but everything else is free in there. Uh, the flow rider you can do. And a cool venue, Jason, that we were talking about earlier before we started recording was 270. Explain the 270 concept. It's really cool because this is one of the ships, uh, the only class of ships with, that Royal Caribbean has that doesn't have the Viking Crown Lounge. So what they've done instead is essentially put an observation lounge on the back of the ship uh, overlooking the wake. And it's just this literally 270 degree wrap around, um, you know, a vista of this great space during the day and then at night they close all this off and it becomes this wraparound you know vistarama you know film screen and then all these like robotic arms that come down they have six robotic arms holding these uh, these screens these digital screens and there's an understage and an overstage and there's just everything going on it's just so amazing i'll be honest i'd be lying if i say i thoroughly enjoy cruise ship production shows because I don't at all. I mean, I have ADD. I have zero attention span. I do like Carnival's Playlist Productions because they're like 20 to 30 minute shows. They're really fast, really easy. But I'm going to say that this show, We Will Rock You, won me over today. Not only because it's Queen. I'm a huge Queen fan. Love me some Freddie Mercury. But also because they have a live band playing with the uh, live orchestra playing with the stage show. And it kind of, they do like 20 Queen songs. What did you think of the production today? Yeah, it was really cool. Like you said, the live band, like normally they're in the pit below. You don't even see them. Like they were actually like, you know, a focal point up on the, the ends of, or the other sides of the stage. And yeah, the music's great. You know, it's just really fun, high energy. It's a two hour show. It was actually really long. It's a full like Broadway production and just great, uh, you know, 24 cast members. I think I counted at one point, just really good singers, dancers, great stage uh, production value all the way around. Great. You were saying a lot of people, a lot of the bands are in the pit, but even these days, I mean, cruise lines have cut back so much they're singing to a vocal track yeah there's, there's just music they're singing to there's no live this is barely live anymore so it's really cool and plus just we will rock you i know mike you're a little younger but what did you think of the production first of all yeah i mean i'm a queen fan too i mean bohemian rhapsody and all that but uh the one <laughs> who hasn't heard of bohemian yeah, okay. Rhapsody? Uh, i love i'm a huge fan i heard bohemian rhapsody that's the typical millennial response i'll go with that um <laughs> 
Uh, the one thing that really hit me though is like you guys mentioned the live band. You could feel them playing, like yeah. sitting in the seats. Like I've never had that experience on a cruise ship, and you feel like you're so into it because you're sitting there getting rocked around by this band. And I can't say I'm the biggest rock and roll fan, but I mean that show is fantastic. And I think there's a lot to say about the theater too, the Royal Theater, which is in the very front of the ship. You're a tech geek. Uh, what do you think of the lighting and all of that in there? Yeah, it's got an impressive lighting uh, package for sure. It's a three deck uh, state or three deck stateroom. I wish it was a three deck. <laughs> it's a three deck uh, theater, uh, just all the way in the round. Uh, very again, the handsome woods. Are kind of throughout there. It feels like a you know something like your home, almost like a living room. You know, like a it'd be awesome if that was my home theater. To be yeah, honest right. with you, that's what I want. So yeah, it was really fun to be in there. The sound was incredible. Like you said, just you really felt it. You know, the drive of the music, and yeah. So whenever you have that kind of you know video backdrops, you know audio, any kind of like theatrical uh, technique like that is just really going to add to the value. One of the things I really liked switching gears here, um, getting out of the Royal Theater and going onto the Esplanade, there is a bionic bar and it's two robots that make your drink and probably about nine or ten o'clock it's probably ten o'clock this morning i went out there and tested one and uh, had a like a vodka tonic i think and it was really cool like you have you have y'all had a chance to interact with these things yet mike don't answer Here's, there's an ipad and you select everything you want and then your name goes up on the board and the robot starts making your drink. He literally goes in, he washes the cup out, he starts, he goes, gets the liquor, gets the mixer, he shakes it if you want a martini, whatever you want, shaken, stirred, they'll do it. And these robots were made and designed especially for Royal Caribbean, which I thought was really cool. Well, the thing that's amazing about the ship is there's robots everywhere. I mean, you have them in the 270 area, you have them here at Bionic Bar, and it's amazing just because it's such an entertainment value. I mean, I think there was some criticism like they're replacing people. I mean, there isn't that. I mean, because look, let's face it, you have people supporting the system, and there's still people there, you know, supporting, you know, your ordering and that kind of thing. And it's a lot of fun. It's definitely worth checking out. And it's on the subject of technology as well. We'll talk about the internet at sea here, which is Voom, uh, V-O-O-M. And it's really fast. I mean, certain areas of the ship are blazing. Not so good in the stateroom. But if you're walking along the corridors or outside or even along the esplanade there, it's just booming. I, I was sending videos and pictures in just like seconds today. And normally cruise ship internet is almost like dial-up these days. So uh, how was your experience? Yeah, it's definitely the future of connections at yeah. sea. It's definitely something that's going to be a lot snappier than you're used to on your average cruise ship. And I, I think the only other one that's really kind of, you know, upping the bar on that arena is Carnival. And they're both, I think, neck and neck. They're actually pretty close, I would say, in speed. And uh, just to be able to, like you said, upload an Instagram photo and not have to worry about it, like, you know, is it going to fail or something like that? It's just, yeah. it's consistent. It's, you know, reliable. You can count on it. Well, and people were periscoping today, which is like live broadcast Broadcasting, live TV broadcasting on the internet connection alone, which I thought was really cool. Moving on here, let's talk about Cplex because Cplex has the bumper cars, it has the roller skating, it turns into a, uh, or maybe it's like disco skating at night. There's a DJ in there too. But uh, we had a chance to do the bumper cars earlier today, and I think you did it yesterday, Jason. And I gotta say, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're 8 or 80, I think bumper cars are just cool. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, Cplex is still my favorite place in the ship. Bumper cars, for, the, for that exact reason. The one thing I kind of noticed was, I don't know if it was funny or just kind of cool, but you get these bumper cars, and these are your fellow guests. You don't really know any of them, but once you're all in these cars, you're having an awesome time. You're, like, you know, chasing people down, and, like, if you're the same color cars, you're kind of part of a team then suddenly. It's just this cool experience, like, that you get to have some fun and get together with your guests. It's pretty cool. The bumper cars are cool. It also has the roller skating, like we said, the trapeze school. Notice some Xbox and some video gaming up there, too. I didn't get uh, too into depth with that, but I'm sure there's a lot to do with the kids uh, up there. Air hockey was up there, too. I saw that. But if you move aft a little bit, 
bit more. Well, past the like 300 foot giraffe Gigi out there, who's like who weighs as much as three cars, it says. But um, you have the indoor skydiving ripcord by iFly. Very nice. Thank you for rescuing me on that one. Um, it's complimentary, and you can basically get into a wind tunnel over 100 mile an hour winds. And like you're skydiving, it simulates a free fall in a big tube. I've done it. You've done it. What did you think of it? It's almost hard to describe because you really can't prepare yourself for this because, like, you don't know what skydiving feels like. So you just jump into this tube and suddenly you're just blown upward. And then, like, but you're, like you said, you're in this free fall state. And I mean, and it's so easy. Like, you just, you just got to control yourself a little bit. They teach, they teach you how to do it. And it's this really unique experience. Like, and you're just looking out at the ocean. You're just like floating above the ship. It's really this cool experience. Well, I think what's cool whenever we went, there was the instructor who was in the tube. And between all of us going, he was like dancing in there like a ballerina, like it was nothing. Like he was shooting to the top, doing twirls and flips and dives. And then we get in there. And if you don't, if you don't stretch out and coordinate your weight and arms and legs perfectly, you're, you're going to flop and just go to the ground. So, yeah, but it's really cool experience. Uh, the North Star Pod, that takes you 303 feet above sea level. You had a chance to do that yesterday. What did you think of it? Yeah, that was really cool. I had like the shorter version. It was like a 10-minute uh, up mm-hmm. and down, but it's really neat. It's a lot smoother than I expected it to be. So if you're concerned about that, definitely don't be. It's something you should check out. And just the view of the ship alone, you know, I can imagine during the port, you know, you can see some great things, but especially on a sea day, just, you know, being at sea and seeing the perspective like that. It's unlike anything else I've ever seen on a cruise ship. I I like it when you get to go on that thing and it swings out over the side of the ship because like you were saying, the perspective you get, but you can take some amazing photos of the sides of the ship from the left, from the, I guess I should say port, starboard, and then up 300 feet above the ship. One of my things that I really like, the wild piano man on the loose. And so there's this piano guy who goes around the ship and he like just brings his piano behind him and he goes into elevators and he'll spend like 10 or 15 minutes in every elevator going up and down and he's playing music with the guests asking you where you're from and like I was like I'm from Florida I got a song about that and then he started playing the Swanee River or whatever or someone said Texas and he started playing Deep in the Heart of Texas but the the, the guy was really funny and he has a really really dry sense of humor what do you think of him I lost it as soon as I got in there I, it's just it's it's just hilarious because it's something you would not expect to see and suddenly like the doors open and this guy's like join me i'm playing the national anthem of chile <laughs> it's like it's like this old timey piano that's just like this hilarious i'm wa- and watching guests as we're going up and down this thing guests are just laughing at us in this elevator and like we had no floor in mind either we just want we like we've spent all day trying to find this guy then we finally catch him and we just stay in the elevator like we go up and down like three or four times and the guy's kind of like what floor are you getting off on we're like well, i don't know just 14 so we can be a little bit longer how would you sum up the entertainment half of the stuff on here has never been never been seen before on a cruise ship bro kirby's kind of known for that for innovating and all that but i mean like i said eight months to 80 this is the perfect ship i think for any family because there's something for everybody to do on here i mean whether you want to like you know g- check out your crazy side and do skydiving or you just want to you know relax and find a nice like little quiet area of the ship you can do it on here there's everything I would add that it's also just high tech and it's not high tech for the sake of being high tech. I mean, it's really in the service of telling a story, um, you know, just giving guests extra value. And like I said, those two, the 270 room is just incredible with those robotic arms. I saw a demo today and the video quality and just the dynamic 
nature of it all was just amazing. I mean, really cool. We always say on the show, one thing that really defines a cruise ship is how it behaves on sea days. And I'm not talking about up and down, left to right and pitching, but as far as passenger flow, both inside and out. Now, this ship has four pools. It has a lot of deck space out there. But uh, how did you think it handled on sea day? I, ha I have to say that this ship was only about half full. We're on a two-night preview sailing. So um, the itinerary is a little altered. Um, probably the menus and venues are altered as well. But it's given us a taste of everything. But what did you think for what you saw uh, of the ship and the sea day? I think there's a really good distribution of people throughout. Mm -hmm. I think more so than like the Voyager class originally, where it was more focused inward. There's more outside, more deck space, uh, particularly the solarium, I think is a great area where you normally have like an observation lounge. But again, it's just that really cool wraparound windows. And in the fact that there's pools in there and you don't smell the chlorine, like you were mentioning, mm -hmm. Doug was just, it's a good point. I mean, you don't have to, you're not going to go in there and like pass out after <laughs> an hour, right? That's always a good thing. And it's just a great place. Like we were going up and down uh, the Hudson River, you know, we we're leaving just to see the scenery, uh, the skyline from there was just incredible. There are busy areas in the ship, like the Esplanade and like, you know, the Cplex. You are going to find people there. But the one thing that, I don't know, kind of caught my attention was there are a lot of areas in the ship that are very quiet and perfect for like, you know, grabbing a book and just sitting down with a, pe like, with a cup of coffee. I mean, my notable area is right outside Jamie's Italian on the, v the Via. Mm -hmm. It's so quiet over there. It's such a nice like little... It's a it's a main thoroughfare, but there's like all these nice little yeah. chairs and pods. It's just a, there's some great spaces in the ship. Just kind of kick back and relax after you get off your wild ride on the like the North Star or uh, skydiving. Yeah, the, the adrenaline rush. Yeah, a good way to decompress after that. In closing here, let's talk about some first time tips for uh, Anthem of the Seas. I keep wanting to call the ship Quantum of the Seas. It's a Quantum class ship, but it's Anthem of the Seas. And I'll start and, and I'll say make sure you print your sea pass out and do everything at the house. Don't do like Mike did and come here unprepared because if you have everything printed and ready to go when you see the person with the iPad you will be on the ship after security in less than five minutes I mean after security it's a straight shot from security to the gangway you're on the ship I would say be sure to check out the multitude of stateroom categories that are available there's so many of them uh, particularly the lost staterooms that are in the back of the ship those things are gorgeous and if you have the money for it I would say go for it it's amazing my advice pace yourself I was kind of jokingly referring to that before this is a huge ship though and I mean there is a ton to do on here you've probably got about, about a week maybe 10 nights on here there's so much to do that you're going to find something to do every day of your cruise I mean it's a it's a great way to spend a week on a vacation yeah, totally. Uh, final thoughts of the ship, Jason? Uh, I would say to add to Mike's thoughts there, I would say you're probably going to need more than a week to see everything. So maybe book two, really. Yeah, it's probably, back back. yeah exactly. That would be my recommendation. Yeah, uh, 18 restaurants on here. So that's a lot of restaurants. And I mean, also a lot of money if you had all, all 18 of them. Uh, not all of them are for fee, but uh, there are a handful that are. Uh, okay, well, that'll wrap the show up. We are about to head to dinner at, is it Jamie's Italian tonight? Jamie's Italian. Looking forward to that. Love me some Italian food. Hope it doesn't give me heartburn. So with that said, thank you so much for being here and listening uh, to our review of Royal Caribbean's Anthem of the Seas. Uh, if you want to check out any of the coverage, check out the show notes at cruiseradio.net. You can find Jason at popularcruising.com and Mike at cruisecurrents.com. Jason, Mike, thanks for being on the show. Our pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much. Broadcasting from Anthem of the Seas in uh, the Northeast somewhere, I'm Doug Parker, and this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net.
I'm your announcer.